America. My name is I'm Yosef Frimpong. I come to you live every week. I'm going to do a Thursday show tomorrow, but right now I'm going to do a show on a cultural roundup. I want to do a series of just culture because culture is how we make sense of our freedom. Culture helps us make sense of our freedom. We're not determined by the objects in our life, but the objects in our life present themselves to us, and then we have to decide what to do with what presents ourselves, what presents themselves to us, and how we make ourselves what we are through our interactions, through what presents itself to us. And so we need culture, right? Instinct helps us navigate nature, and culture helps us navigate other people and some of our, our freedom, right? So, um, yeah. So thank, we have cultural products, and I'm going to talk about them. We're going to talk about the movie Hustlers. We're going to talk about the movie Don't Look Up. We're going to talk about the uh, television show Secession. And I'm going to talk about uh, Brian Simpson's Netflix special, which is actually really good. Uh, at least fulfilling for a, a half hour, right? So first, the movie Hustlers came out a few, we- a few years ago with Jennifer Lopez and... This Asian actress, I kind of like a lot. All right, so Hustlers. I saw it. Constance Wu. Fan of Constance Wu. Fan of Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez is very attractive, right? Kiki Palmer is funny. So it's about these strippers. And if you've seen it, it's based off a true story. I read the article right after I saw the movie. It's, um, it's, a story about like a bond between strippers and then how the financial downturn leads them to get in the business of drugging and robbing men, right? So they're strippers and then, uh, you know, they hit a bad spell stripping. So they turn to the hard crime gang game and drug and rob men. Now, Cardi B, who's in the movie, and used to be a stripper, admits that she used to do this because, you know, it's all in the game. And, you know, there's a way in which there's a little bit of an Omar aspect to them, Omar from The Wire, because Omar made his name like robbing drug dealers. He robs drug dealers, and that was, that was his thing. And so these women, at first, they just drug and rob jerks, right? But then that stops being, you know, as lucrative as it could be, and so they start <laughs> rubbing and uh, uh, drugging and robbing anyone who thinks like, you know, Jennifer Lopez is attractive. So they would get these guys who think Jennifer Lopez is attractive. I am one of them. I think Jennifer Lopez is very attractive. And if she starts, you know, flirting with me or whatever, I will liable to make uh, decisions that I ought not make. But then these guys who would get kind of ensnared by these women, they would drug them and then rob them drug them, and then rob them. And this is based off a true story of attractive strippers who would drug and rob men. <laughs> and the, um, in the real life, these women didn't get to j- go to jail. They just got probation. Make no mistake. They drugged and robbed these guys because a girl's got to eat. But we're so uncomfortable sending attractive women to prison that like we can't we didn't understand how to do it so like it was actually a very sweet movie about these very good like interesting nice women who had a nice friendship with each other and then would try to like and made money drugging and robbing guys 
um, at first, the guys were jerks, right? It was just these asshole jerks. And so um, it kind of, it, it wasn't actually sympathetic, but like, you know, the, the guys were jerks. But then they just tried to like drug and rob anyone who they could, right? And that was the movie. And it was actually a very good movie because it turns out that uh, regular people will do awful things if they haven't been properly acculturated. <laughs> and so this was a uh, movie about regular girls who were using what, you know, the Lord gave them, or in the case of Jennifer Lopez and a few other, what the Lord and a few like very well-trained doctors with silicone gave them and would drug and rob men. This is date rape, but they all ended up with um, probation. <laughs> like That is just how uncomfortable we are. And you could just look uh, um um, Hustlers at the Scores is the name of the New Yorker article that this was based off of. Oh, you can just watch the movie because the movie's actually pretty good. The movie's actually really good because it's like charming people. And I do think we need more movies about women doing crime. I think it's good for the culture because once we have a mov movies about why women, regular women do crime, we start um, kind of destigmatizing crime and we can actually start talking about the determinants of crime and like what precarity means uh financial precarity and and what that means right so like and and how that looks and how that like leads people to doing um crime so like we need more movies about attractive women doing horrible things <laughs> so um so that we stop like i don't know stop thinking women as sugar and spice and everything nice and understand that like it's perfectly understandable and based off a true story that these regular ass women were drugging and robbing guys because you know a girl's got to eat right and that's just the life we live in and what does that mean well that's something we work out right so hustlers go see it fan of the movie i thought constance Wu did a good job i thought jennifer lopez does a good job um i thought like it's it's important. Like, it's important for the culture for us to see these women <laughs> behaving badly, right? Um, next, Don't Look Up. More complicated view about Don't Look Up. I think it's a fine satire, especially shows elitism and what I think of uh, as, like, I think liberal elitism because I, like, I, 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 think, I think Democrats are huge elitists. <laughs> I think they half-ass labor politics and they half-ass a lot of things, but um, I think, uh, no, the patriarchy isn't just soft on gals. Patriarchy protects in-group women. It protects in-group women, which is why, you know, white women vote for Trump. They don't do it because they're confused about their interests. No, they do it because, like, they want some guy out there killing and earning so that they can live in their nice protected home. They don't, like, these women are not, these, uh, I'm looking at the comments, these women are not confused about their interests <laughs> oh, when, they, when they vote Republican. Uh, they, they, they want an earner who's going to protect them by exploiting everybody else, especially black people, right? So they want an earner who's willing to, like, string up the occasional Negro, and if they want a uh, cockroach, or a rodent, or a Negro taken care of, they want to be able to like call on a dude to go do that, to go kill the cockroach, rodent, or Negro who's bothering them. Everyone's a feminist until they want a cockroach, rodent, or Negro taken care of, and then they call some white guy to go do it for them. 
So, uh, that was Hustlers. Now we'll talk about Don't Look Up. Don't Look Up, you know, I, I thought it, was, it showed how elitist, you know, people in power really are. Right? So, it does a good job on showing media and political elitism. I think a better movie is National Champions. I guess I'll, I'll do a whole show on National Champions if I haven't done it already. I'm going to do a whole show on National Champions because you should watch that instead. National Champions, you can see it on Amazon right now for a little bit of money, but gather some people together and see National Champions. It's about a... Um, uh, it's about a college football player who organizes college football players. And it, it's actually, I think it's, it's important and well done. And it has a philosophy professor. So I'll definitely talk about it probably next week on the cultural roundup. But I want, <laughs> white women have never turned down blood money. You are, Adam is right on the comment. He is right about that. <laughs> like, white women have never turned down blood money. Nope. They will never turn down that inheritance from grandpa, even if grandpa touched them. Uh, they will not turn down that inheritance and they will act like they earned it. <laughs> and that is just the truth. And they will suck up to that uncle who they'll pretend that they hate right up until um, it comes between them and the inheritance, in which case they will just toe the line. Right, so don't look up. Thought it was a pretty good movie about climate change, I guess, in terms of liberal elitism. What I don't like about the climate change discourse is white people love to talk about climate change but don't like to talk about reparations. But yet they expect black people to really get on board because climate change affects us. Climate change does affect us, but so does standing degradation, right? So being black is just going to pretty much screw up black communities. It's going to take 10, 15 years off of black communities until we deal with racism. Right, until we get our reparations, just being black in the United States is going to take 10, 15 years off of black communities and degrade us all the way through. Climate change is going to do the same thing, but why should I care about climate change when you don't care about the other thing? Right? So I'm going to need you, if you want me to care about climate change, which is cool, I'll care about climate change, I'm going to need you to care about getting my people, making my people whole. Right? I'm going to need you to care about making my people whole. And what does that mean? Like, I need you to fight for reparations. Or, you know, the Bernie left is going to be very, is very good about like saying, well, you know, climate change affects everyone. It'll affect black people more than everybody else. So you should fight for the, the, the left. And then, um, and then we'll talk about reparations. But that's not how it works. And then you're going to be surprised when black people like will destroy their candidate. Look, a lot of people eat on the wrong side of the climate climate debate and a lot of people eat on the wrong side of the white supremacy debate you can say that like white supremacy is bad for the united states but actually it's pretty good for a lot of white people and if you're willing to sell out black people it's pretty good for a lot of black people especially those who are willing to like suck up to liberal and conservative white supremacists so pretending that there isn't money to be made being silent on racial and climate justice is is or a good life to be made being silent on these issues is just ludicrous, right? Um, John Lewis and geez, James Clyburn, you know, made a lot of money sucking up to liberal white supremacists and even doing their bidding. That's a good, that's a good money. I talk to any black man who makes over 60 figures and you're finding someone who makes a good living like treating other black people like trash. Because the only way, one of the few ways you get a six-figure black job as a black person in the United States is by ignoring or papering over huge racial justice issues. 
that's that's a good way for a black person to uh to to make money so to pretend or and so like you can make money being a racist you can make money being a climate denier and if you want us to actually fight for climate justice and you want us to fight for i'm going to need you to fight for racial justice because i could be a climate denier and make better money and like i don't know so you got the, the, the progressive left expects everyone to fall in line because their issue is so important. But when really there are a lot of important issues and we're all going to die anyway. So I'm going to need you to fight for justice and make my people whole. And then I will too fight for um, climate justice. And I'm going to need you to make assurances that you're not going to just you know forget black people once you get your greenhouse gases down. Right, because you didn't care about us back when you thought the climate was cool. And I have good reason to believe that you're not going to care about us once we actually get serious about addressing the climate. So white left, get serious about black people, and then black people get serious about like your issues, dogs and the climate and stuff. All right, so what else? Secession. So secession's interesting because it's about how bad white people are at raising other white people. So white people are bad at parenting. And, <clears throat> I, you know, I've said this to anyone who asks. I think white liberals are the worst parents in the United States. <coughs> Excuse me. White conservatives are pretty bad, but at least they have content and they don't believe in magic. White liberals actually think magic will raise their kids and then are surprised when their kids end up in, in rehab. Right? Uh, magic or just being nice will raise their kids and, and, and then are surprised when their kids are screw-ups. I just want to make them happy and do what they choose to do. Yeah, that's a great way to end up like your kids screw up, like your kids being screw up. You, you need to have a plan and you need to be serious about it. So it turns out that white liberals and conservatives are bad at raising kids. And then they raise these asshole kids and are surprised when the asshole kids are one, incompetent, and two, are assholes to them. Right? It was like, well, I trained my kid to be a joke, but I didn't think that they were going to be a joke to me. But it turns out that like the kids are jerks to them. And so that's what... That's what secession's about. I don't like any of the kids, but it does show, like, I think a pretty good job of, like, the incompetence of, of white parenting. If you think institutions are going to parent your kid, then you're not serious about either the academic or the intellectual development of your kid. By the way, this is why Exeter was actually founded, or what's, why it was sustained. Both Exeter, Choet, and all these, uh, and all of these, Milton, all of these uh, East Coast boarding schools will really, really make their money off of upper-class white people who don't want to raise their kids and are terrified of their kids, especially their sons, being loafers, either loafers or assholes, right? So if their sons are loafers or assholes, these parents don't know how to parent them and they don't know how to be hard on them and they don't know how to like actually parent them and they don't want to spend the time to do it. So they send them to these institutions like Milton or St. Paul's or Choate or Exeter. And this is how Exeter, you know, uh, Brian, no, not Brian Lehman, Lehman, Nicholas Lehman wrote a good book called The Big Test, which kind of goes through this about how like these upper-class industrialists had to send their kids to these schools because they were just bad parents. So secession shows like how bad these parents are. Parenting is hard. Parenting in a complicated economy in late capitalism is actually very hard. Not just you're parenting for economic success, but you're also parenting for cultural success. You actually want your kids to be interesting people who can sustain 
like a family themselves, not only the family business, but also the family. So parenting is actually very hard. I'm going to do my show tomorrow on this a little bit. Uh, I do the tomorrow, I'll do the show on this, or I might push it to next week. I don't know. But parenting is actually very hard and quite uh white white people are bad at it <laughs> white conservatives are bad at it in a way that white liberals are different are bad at it are different than and white conservatives are bad at it in a way that that's different than the white white liberals are bad at it white liberals are bad at it because like they don't have content and they just think like magic and choice and making them happy will do the job and white conservatives are bad because they have bad content they just have like conventional content that is just like <laughs> patriarchal and white supremacist and awful right so yeah uh jojo's right cardi b admitted that she was like drop that she used to drug and rob people like that was all in the game that was all in the game all right so white conservatives are bad i'm looking at the chat right now that's why i said that uh white conservatives are bad at raising kids in a way that's different than white liberals are bad at raising kids Secession shows about how like these white people are bad at raising kids. And I think it, it, it's pretty accurate. Having been around a lot of the whites, they are awful parents for different reasons, but they are awful parents and atrocious single parents, like, like, like calamitously bad single parents. But they have so much money that like, you know, it doesn't always uh, express itself how like awful they are. But a lot of their money goes to like rehab and therapy visits for their kids because they're so bad at raising kids. All right. So. Next, Brian Simpson's Netflix special, which I saw last night and is fantastic. Brian Simpson's a black dude. Uh, looks like he's about my age, maybe a little older. I, but he's, he's, it was good. It was good. So Netflix Brian Simpson comedy special was really, really good. And just look it up. And he has this um, line about how like black people, you know, America treats black people the way that cashiers treat pennies. You're legally bound to accept them, but you know, you get four or five of them and you're like, what the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> so that's how black people are treated by America. And I think it's appropriate. And he does a whole thing. He does everything. He's, I like I said, I don't think like I, he, he doesn't go after the gender aspect in a way that I think he should. And I think that's responsible that, like, because you can't just talk about white people in the abstract. You have to talk about them gendered um, because that's how whiteness expresses itself through differentiated gender roles that work together and complement each other in a way that, like, actually sustains white supremacy. But he does, you know, make some pretty insightful moves for a comedy special. And that line about black people being like pennies is actually, like, you're legally bound to accept them as, as, as tender, but you don't want to. And then the Texaco guy said the same thing about like black people are kind of like the black jelly beans. <laughs> Everyone kind of picks around them. And so they're, they're just at the end, when the picking's all done, they're just kind of stuck in the bottom of the bag because nobody wants them. So uh, that's, uh, uh, Texaco executive said that. But um, the, the legal tender bit is actually good because, you know, a penny is good, but like eight or nine of them, you're like, I don't want this penny. It's not real money. And just like black people, you're not real Americans. You're like, you know, I guess I have to pretend that you're real Americans, but like, can you give me a dollar bill? <laughs> when I talk to real Americans, I'm I'm, I'm just uh, uh, I'm I'm not talking about black people. You know, those are other Americans. Those are just kind of like you know, extra extraneous, disposable American people. Just throw pennies away, and when you when you got a bunch of pennies, you just kind of throw them on the ground. You're not gonna you're not nobody. If only poor people bend down to pick up a penny, because you hurt your back, it just wasn't worth it. 
right? Uh, poor people bend down to pick up a painting. Um, so that's, that's black people. We're pretty much disposable, although we legally count for something. So do black lives matter? Well, I don't really. <laughs> do pennies matter? I don't. I, they're legal tender. And if you get a hundred of them, it accounts for a dollar. <laughs> but that's, that's something you're going to have to ask yourself. So that's, that's good for the culture. Watch Hustlers. I guess watch Don't Look Up if you want like a good criticism of elitism. Um, secession, good because it shows how bad white people are at parenting because they are really bad parenting and then they're surprised when they're bad at parenting and like it turns out that their kids are screw-ups. And then watch Brian Simpson's special on Netflix because he's a black dude and we support black dudes. And he uh, actually does a pretty good job. Right? He does a pretty good job in his half-hour special. So that's a cultural roundup. I'm going to try to do this probably every week or so because I believe in the culture. And culture helps us make sense of our freedom. And so the Thursday show will be like, you know, heady philosophy. And then the cultural roundup will just be about how pop culture kind of makes sense, helps us make sense about our freedom and the ways we might be brainwashed by the pop culture. So thank you for your time. And uh, look... This takes a little bit of brain power, and I'm, 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 I think I'm contributing something to the long conversation of Western thought in my way, or at least helping you not screw up your lives, squandering it. So I think you should go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in five, fifteen, or fifty dollars a month to keep me doing what I'm doing. Because you know, if you could, if you actually do listen to me every week, I not only will save you money over your life, insofar as you know, divorces are expensive. <laughs> Um, you listen to my advice on marriage, you probably will make better decisions about, about you know, partners, right? So, uh, you know, having screwed up kids is very expensive. You know, if you listen to what I'm saying, the chances of your kid going into rehab are lessened. I'll tell you right now, do not do what makes your kid happy. Do what, like, have a plan for your kid to um, be successful. Don't say, like, well, I have to make them happy. No, that's for liberal white people with money. No, you need to have a plan for your child that's, like, 25 years long uh, to make them success. Uh, you need you, you, to make them successful. Like, you need to have a plan for your kids. You can't just let them follow their bliss. That's for wealthy white people and very attractive women. Like, that's not, that's not the plan for black people. Right, so you need to have a plan if you're gonna not like have a screw up as a kid, right? So, um, this is this kind of advice is actually will save you money in the long term. So I think you should give me money now uh, because you know I don't have to do it, and but I am. And depending on who you talk to, I'm making myself down quite un unemployable or cutting in my uh, own earnings by talking by giving you the truth, giving you that secret knowledge. All right, so go over to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in five, fifteen, or fifty dollars a month, and I will see you tomorrow. What was the name of the other show? Well, the Brian Simpson special on Netflix. Secession's a show on HBO. Don't look up; it's a movie on Netflix. And Hustlers is a movie that came out about two years ago with Jay Lope, uh, Jennifer Lopez and Constance Wu. Um, yeah, thank you for your time, and I will see you. I pass this around to all you people. And I will see you 
tomorrow when I talk about either homeschooling black people. What do you think I should talk about? I'm either going to talk about homeschooling black people or like what we get wrong about inflation. Homeschooling black people or what we get wrong about inflation. What should I talk about? I'm looking, I'm waiting for the comments. Um, black homeschool or inflation? I'll, I'll decide. All right. Because we get the inflation conversation wrong and black people need to homeschool with a purpose if they're going to homeschool at all because, you know, white people just shut schools down and, and then we'll be screwed because, like, we are essential workers. Um, so if you're going to homeschool, I'm going to, I'll tell you how to do it. Or um, if we're going to talk about inflation, we need to talk about production, not just, well, you know, too many people, too many poor people have money, so now there's inflation. No, it's because we cut off production and we should have actually thought about production in a serious way. So I'm going to talk about inflation tomorrow and um, how we get the inflation conversation wrong and what, how we should like fix it, like get it right in a way that doesn't just like keep poor people poor. <laughs> and I'll see you when I see you. Bye.